0: Mud Show is on News Radio 610 WIOT.
1: And sometimes, even when you do have a candidate that, that's a, a, of a certain political persuasion, you don't always get the outcome that you desire anyway as a voter. But it's at least it gives you the thought process that if they registered with a certain party, those core beliefs and values that you commonly share. Uh, uh, should be should be there when they're making those votes.
0: That is Gruters. That is uh, State Senator Joe Gruters, also the head of the uh, the chair of the Republican Party of Florida, and he introduced a proposal in the Senate that would turn school board elections into partisan races. Now, I discussed this yesterday. And brought it up at this time on the show yesterday with our former lieutenant governor, Carlos Lopez Cantera. He was no fan. He was no fan. Now, this did pass its first committee on a partisan vote. It's advancing. Question is, should it? Now, just to to set the stage, if you're not familiar with what happens here, in order for school board races to become partisan races in Florida, you have to ultimately vote on this. So if it were to pass a state legislature, it would go on our ballots in next year's midterm elections in November, where it would require, like all proposed constitutional amendments, 60 percent in order to pass. So somebody who has one of those votes in the Senate, well, Senator Manny Diaz, Jr., how are you doing?
1: Hey, good morning, Brian. Doing great. Great to be with you here on the show uh, once again.
0: Yeah, so uh, interested to hear your perspective. Uh, Gruder's making his case for it. Um, Carlos Lopez Cantera is saying yesterday he really did not think it was a good idea to be traveling down this path, that it could especially hurt perhaps Republicans that currently or may in the future be elected in some of these school board races where, you know, if they're in generally blue territory. Uh, Democrats will win now. What do you think?
1: Well,. Uh- you know, I <clears throat> I understand his point, but I do think that that's evolved. I mean, if you're looking at the way the school boards have been acting across the nation, uh, including the National School Board Association, asking the Biden Department of Justice to investigate parents, I, I think sometimes you're going to get wolves in sheep's clothing when it comes to um, especially single-member districts. So, uh, you know, they've become partisan, unfortunately, that's not what school boards were designed to do. They were designed to have the best interest of the education, uh, to have people of standing in the community who wanted to contribute, uh, to the local skilled school district, make sure that we were providing a quality education. But with all of these, especially with the culture war issues, uh, I mean, there's been a tremendous assault, uh, Brian from the imposition of things having to do with that parents don't agree with, with having to do with teaching of whatever comes to transgender, LGBTQ things, CRT, all these things that don't necessarily belong in, hey, let's teach reading, writing arithmetic, and let's leave the parents to do some, uh, to, to do the teaching at home at some of these social issues until they get old enough where they can have a discussion. But by the way, they shouldn't have, the point of view of the teacher, it should be open to discussion from from different people. Um, and, and and this in no way uh, is is taking away rights from anybody, but I think that school boards have gone down a route where, listen, we wear jerseys at the legislative level uh, and the way that school boards are acting, and especially those that have single-member districts, it, it might be a good idea. And at the end of the day, like you said, it has to be approved by the voters. So let the voters decide... If that's where we are in Florida at this point.
0: So you're um, you're supportive of this measure. You will vote for it.
1: I am, and, I, and I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why is, I, uh, you know, especially in single member districts, to have someone I- elected by an electorate that 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 is more conservative, uh, and then you, you know under that auspice go there and not act on behalf of the will of the people and be consumed by the you know the the institutional behavior inside the school board and not respond to the the views and the needs of those constituents i think is a problem and i and i think that when you when you are highlighted uh with a tag with a with a team with a jersey there's expectations and there's a primary and then i think you ultimately get uh candidates that would be more aligned with the views of the voters because the voters are going to choose you know in, in in a primary and then, and then go to a general and, and the district will choose what, what person represents them, what view represents them on that board. So I, uh, I, I understand the issue that's been brought up, but I think we'll, we'll pass that, uh, situation where we're talking about hurting, I, I don't, you know, talking about hurting Republicans, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have a Republican that's not going to act like a Republican. And I'm sure the Democrats don't want to have a Democrat that's not going to act within Democratic principles. So. I think you know. Let's. It is what it is. Let's put the jerseys on.
0: My, I've been conflicted in this, and I, I think you make a compelling case. My greatest interest going forward is to increase participation. We know that typically, and especially if they're local only elections, turnout for nonpartisan races abysmal, and we know many people because they don't either take the time or don't really gain enough information to be able to vet candidates they'll just ignore races as well so if we can increase participation dramatically i do tend to think that's a good thing and also if that can carry over to more engagement with the school boards as well when they're meeting do you have any information that suggests that if we turn these into partisan races that it will increase participation
1: oh I, I, without having to even do the math Brian it will because if you have a primary in august to decide who is the you know who is the, the 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 person representing each being the nominee for each party and now these school board races get placed on the november ballot with all with the governor's race or the president's race all those other races now your turnout is going to be higher people are going to pay more attention because be, you know I'm, again I, this is I, i'm i'm saying this is unfortunate because it's become this it's not what it was uh, originally intended to to be but we've gotten to that point where where people need to know where a person is going to stand and 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 this is going to not only provide that but also it's it's going to provide more participation like you said in a general election without a doubt
0: Okay. I mean, I, I think that is a, a really solid argument. Um, you know, by the time we, we are talking about increased engagement and perci- participation with these candidates in these elections, you reference critical race theory. Um, so as an aside, I've been working, you know, pretty hard within, I, on my other show, uh, with our, our sister station in West Palm, Palm Beach County School District, who hasn't talked to me since three superintendents ago and, and Avoza because I hold their feet to the fire. So I spent, an hour on my other show today with State Representative Rick Roth. He recently challenged Palm Beach County school superintendent Michael Burke on critical race theory and what is happening within the school district. And Burke came back and said that critical race theory is a manufactured term. I mean it's just alarming because obviously among other things, critical race theory is a published work, uh let alone a you know it not being a manufactured term. One of the things I've been trying to work on, uh, Manny, informationally, is the 1619 Project. So we know that through the Pulitzer Center, once the 1619 Project uh, one the Pulitzer. They put it in schools clear across the country, 4,500 schools, including schools right here in South Florida. And I feel as though a lot of people are traveling down the ra- wrong rabbit hole when they're simply using the term critical race theory, when its tenants have made their ways into education through the 1619 Project and other areas of work. Now, Rick Roth in the state house is working in that direction to craft legislation for this upcoming session to try to address some of these issues. What are your thoughts and what about something similar in the Senate?
1: Look, I think, I think this is something that we definitely need to address. What is happening, you know, under the guise of being correct or politically correct or whatever, or not being canceled, we're, we're not having this conversation and we're moving. This has nothing to do with, with race. Uh, it has nothing to do with denying the dark periods of, of our country. We're, we're not perfect, but we're still the best system in the world. And there were dark periods. Uh, we're the only country that fought a civil war to eliminate slavery, uh, despite the fact that slavery existed all over the world. Uh, we, we teach African American history. We teach We have a Hispanic history. All of that stuff needs to be taught and it needs to be accurate. But the view that having teachers, professors impose a view of the world on our students at the end of the day, which is nothing else but un-American, that's what you call it. It's un-American. You know, basically apologizing for our country, saying that we are not an exceptional country, that American exceptionalism does not exist. All of that is wrong. Our parties, going back, you know, if you go back more than twenty years, we disagreed on policy, uh, but none of our parties were un-American. I mean, John F. Kennedy was was a great American. Uh, You know, some of these presidents that that were even liberal it was never un American. We've gotten to a point now where those policies and the views from one party has become un American and that's a Democratic Party. And and people are flocking to the Republican Party and what's happening in Florida is because we're just being we're upholding basic American values, you know, to start with. So I think it's important to understand that you call it whatever you want to call it. We have to address this because it is going on in our schools, it is going on in our classrooms, whether it's a formal curriculum or it's not. We should not the role you know, the, the best teachers, best professors you spend an entire school year in and you should never know their political views. They Amen. are there to facilitate, to teach, to allow the discussion, to, to to have students critically think and grow and never to impose a view. And that is happening at all our schools. And I'm not saying it's all our teachers, Brian, to be clear. I want to be clear about that. But it's happening across the board at universities, at schools across our country. And we need to put a stop to that. And we need to get back to teaching the basics, to having parents involved in teaching the social issues and the issues that have to do with the, the cultural and family upbringing of their student and teachers need to teach the subjects. Let's get back to teaching the subjects and get all of this view out of
0: there. Amen. And I do also think we have to be honest with ourselves about the intent of many teachers. 78% of our public school teachers in Florida are members of a union whose parent is the American Federation of Teachers. And so, you know, whether they choose, uh, you know, to be part of the problem or they're unwittingly part of the problem, there is that, too. And it's an inconvenient truth. State Senator Manny Diaz, Jr., always a pleasure. We'll be right back here at the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.